0: If I had a whole day free, the last thing I would do is like touch my home with a Clorox wipe. (laughs) It is the (laughs) last thing on the list every time.
1: This is Queen speaking. What's the difference between a boss and a queen? When you're a queen, you're owning every aspect of your life, from work to money to relationships. There are no boundaries. You can't pause who you are. The challenge is how to own it. What makes you, you? We're in this together. Let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential. Hit your goals, then set the bar higher. Ready to join us? This is Queen Speaking. I'm Brianna. And I'm Sid. Sup? How's it going? Ah, springtime smells
0: fresh and clean in the air we're wearing tanks yes which it's been a minute i did walk outside i was like did i need a jacket but i think at this point i'm kind of just like i'm wearing a tank all the time no matter what yeah i think today it's what 75 or something it's beautiful 75 sunny not really super cloudy perfect
1: perfect best kind of day weather um what's on the uh agenda for you what's happening so I know last episode I
0: talked about my time management skills and how they needed kind of a refresh and how I wasn't really, I, I kept telling myself I was going to do it a certain way and, and I tried to do it like the literal, like from the moment I w- woke up and like tracking the time it took me to do stuff and then changing tasks and tracking that whole thing. And that's, I mean, we talked about this last time, how intense that is to have to dial in that hard on it. I think it's like when you're tracking your calories or something and like you have to put in every single thing during that process, it gets really tedious. And I don't I just shouldn't I shouldn't be that dialed into it. So what I realized what I need to do is really track my social media breaks, because that tends to be my issue. And I think recognizing that was a big step in the right direction. So instead of doing like, each task and how much time it takes me to do each task because I do my to-do list and all that kind of stuff instead I'm now just saying how many times I get on social media throughout the day
1: like a tracker like I like tallying it saying at 2 p.m for a half an hour I scrolled on Instagram exactly and you're like whoa I ended up spending three and a half hours just scrolling exactly and I think that is what I needed to do to like
0: really show me because everything else that I work on throughout the day, like sometimes you're making calls, sometimes you're doing like strategy sessions, sometimes you're writing letters, like whatever it is. Um, Those are all pieces of my work that I need to do and enjoy doing. But like social media breaks are just like so I can switch tasks sometimes. So like I'm finishing one thing and going on to the next. And so tracking just my social media has really shown me I've been doing it for about four days. Um, and I'm spending more time than just that three minute, like mental break. So like that transitional time where I'm just like, let me, put down one task, sit for a second, start another task. So it's more time than that. And again, like we talked about last time, it's like just mindless scrolling. And you're just like, I got to get through this really fast, but I don't want to miss anything either. And so it's just and like, you're like, this isn't
1: none of this is good. It's not good. <laughs> it's
0: not good at all. So I've been averaging like three to five times a day, depending on like what the day looks like. So some days are like super packed with meetings, visits, whatever. And some days are totally, totally clear. So I think sometimes it's just that nature of like, I just finished like six tasks and my brain just needs to not do something for a second, but I'm still so used to just picking up my phone automatically. So now that I've, I've figured out what the goal is and figured out like how much my average is now, my next piece of this is to really like, when I go to pick up my phone, like put it back down step away from my desk, either take a, a quick walk mm-hmm. around the building or outside or something like that. I think that's the only way I'm going to be able to break this habit of just picking up my phone instantly is to yeah. like physically leave my space. <laughs> and I don't know if that's good or bad, but I think
1: it's, a- it's so tempting. It's just sitting there
0: staring at you. Exactly. And it's, a, I feel like progress is happening because it's something that I notice and something that I want to work on. So that's my goal for next week is to physically remove myself from the area for like three to five minutes like just take a quick walk I feel
1: like this is the making of a digital detox episode for us
0: Ooh, actually you're right because I don't think I could have done any of that about two weeks ago no it would have broke broke me (laughs) so now we have like I'm right in the right direction a bit of a structure and you don't do well with like we're just going to take this away no I, I need the control even if like mm-hmm. I, I'm fairly disciplined when I'm telling myself I don't want to do something I can like overcome but I don't want anybody else to tell me how to do things Yes, so like that's another issue that I have that obviously also needs work but we're making progress so that's my update this week that the time management like I'm sticking with it and I'm learning what my distraction points are and how to solve the problem
1: that's good yeah what about you um, I, too, have been obviously in the midst of more of my self-care awareness. And for me, it's acknowledging when I need moments for myself and know when to ask for what I want. Mm-hmm. And mostly what I want right now is just mental space and time. <laughs> so Valid. I'm kind of in the midst of the culmination. Actually, by the time that this episode comes out, this project, event, thing will be birthed, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or it will be that evening. (laughs) Um, And so that's always, whenever there's a big thing on the horizon, that obviously takes a lot of time and energy. And I've been doing kind of a a balance of both maintaining work priorities and making sure that things aren't falling through the cracks, but also making sure that I, because I definitely have a tendency to lean toward like, oh, a lot of stuff needs to get done. So that's, I'm just only going to focus on that. And then like my body breaks down and I get sick or gain five pounds. I don't know. Um, It's rough. (laughs) Lots of things (laughs) go wrong. (laughs) So one of the things which I ended up sharing on social media is on uh, Monday of this week, I ended up finishing my day of tasks that I needed to get done. Like I just ended up having, there were no distractions. I ended up having a really productive morning and finished everything I needed to get done by one and instead of adding more things to my to-do list I was like this is a great opportunity for you to take a personal break it was beautiful outside and so I went for a walk left my phone on the counter and just took in some fresh air and quiet Mm -hmm. and it was the most refreshing break that I took all week and I was like okay I think I'm now realizing this is something that's important. Like, hang on to that feeling. I'm going to hold on to this and incorporate this. So I think the biggest thing, the biggest lesson for me is that um, I am incorporating those moments throughout the day versus, like, saving it for the evening. Right. It's moments where it's like, OK, you've done, like, the big hard tasks. Now actually take a break, like, similar to what you're saying, where you're putting your phone down you're not distracting yourself with something else or adding an extra thing on your to-do list. It's like, okay, now is a time for me that it's okay for me to walk away and Mm -hmm. just take a breather.
0: Yeah. And I think that's so important for you to be able to kind of like designate when that happens and how you're working and like almost something to propel you to do that to-do list and not like power through it in a way that is like unhealthy and scary, but in a way that is like what's on the other side of that work. And it is like, a breath of fresh air. It is like kind of looking up from your cup of coffee and like seeing the world around you and all of that good stuff. So I think it's, it's like another step in that direction of like, what is going to help you refresh and then take on either take on the rest of your day, depending on what that is, take on the next task or just say like, I need a refresh. And if the rest of the day looks like it's pretty open, then like, how are you going to spend that time? But starting with that breath of fresh air is like the first step yeah and it's all hu- it's huge absolutely so progress we're both making progress
1: i'm really excited Hey, this this podcast is actually doing great things for both of us. I
0: I actually totally agree. I'm like, I don't know if there's anybody else that's gonna hold me accountable here. So hopefully this all of you listening are like checking in as well and being like, I wonder if they're sticking with that. Like, update, yes we are, and we will continue to because I think that's what I would need from like if I was listening to someone, like, I wanna know that they're keeping up with what they say they wanna keep up with. So Thanks to all of you. I need need to be held accountable, peeps. (laughs) All all the time. All the time, for sure. Um, So what is inspiring you this week? So I know we've talked about a few things on the company culture episode that like kind of talks about how to feel good in the office and how to support a team and all of those things. And so what inspired me this week is I follow Rent the Runway on Instagram. And if you don't know Rent the Runway, it's an online um, business that allows people to rent like Clothes of any kind. So it started kind of primarily as like a formal wear type of situation, but now they've totally expanded to like business wear, casual wear, formal wear still. Accessories. Accessories. Men's wear, I think, is like either coming on the horizon or here. I can't quite remember. Um, But they've kind of blown up over the last like seven years or something like that. I can't remember how long they've been actually like around. Um, So that's what they do. But So what really inspired me was they do these team awards and they just celebrated their sixth core values awards and they choose five employees who are living the run the runway core values and I just think that that's so awesome and and part of me was like is it weird that they just pick five people and like kind of put them on a pedestal and say like this is but I was like no that's really it's great. actually pretty inspiring yeah and I was sitting there being like because my so my gut reaction to that was like in my mind like positive and correct because I don't think it was like saying to other people like you're not doing enough or well or anything but it's really like shining a light on the people that fully are part of the core values and really live them day to day um and everything like that
1: was this on their company website like how did you see this it was on their instagram stories
0: so they were covering it yeah they were covering it on their instagram stories there was like a theme they make it like a whole
1: awards show type of scenario um and it looked like like that's a smart like internal communications meets external PR team collab.
0: Well, yeah, and you're thinking about, like, (laughs) if they're trying to hire right now, too, and, like, to show the people that might be interested in working for them, like, this is kind of what comes with it. And honestly, like, this I felt like was, like, one step further than I don't know anybody else who would do something like this. But in addition to awarding the five top people who live the core values, they give them two tickets to a dream vacation wherever they want. And on the website, because I did a little digging on the website, this one woman who was talking about winning, she went to Paris and, they, and RTR paid for all of it. That's so amazing. I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be like, I would just love the award. Like, the award would feel really good. But then, like, throwing two tickets to, like, the Bahamas or, like, a sunny beach somewhere in Fiji. Like, that, that sounds great. So I thought that that was just, I thought that was really inspiring because I, company culture is something that, like, I feel like internally lights me up inside. And knowing that... It's not just awards for, like, showing up on time every day or or just doing, like, what they're supposed to do. But core values by nature are something that you really want your employees to embody. It's the things that mean the most to you. And so the fact that there's an award like dinner night event uh, just based around their core values I just thought that was so so cool Um, and if you're wondering there are 10 of them each one of them has an exclamation point on the end and the ones that really stood out to me among the 10 were like adapt and learn from everything you do I thought that was really inspiring I could win that Yeah, (laughs) I can totally do that we should do that for QS we are now officially having core values awards we will do a judging at the end of every year and see who wins what.
1: We'll outline those. Yes. Next next meeting.
0: Yes. <laughs> but I just thought, like, that one was really good. Um, the last one on the list is we are all founders of Run the Runway. And I just think that there is a, like, ownership and accountability that comes Love with that, that without actually, like, saying it. But, you, like, when someone says, like, you're the founder of this, like, your name is part of this organization. Like, how are you going to represent the organization? I just think that's, like, a a super like, um, intentional way of saying like, this is how you show up to work every day. Like you are representing this company and we want to see how you do that. Um, so I was just really inspired by that. I thought that was really, really cool. I
1: feel like that's a great embodiment of something that you can easily just feel inspired by as a, as an employee where you're automatically like, yeah, I want to put my best foot forward. Yes, I want to own this project. Yes, I want to add more to my plate because this is something that I'm passionate about and believe that it will benefit the company and people will actually acknowledge and recognize that Mm -hmm. and support you in the pursuit of whatever it is that you're trying to achieve within the company structure. Absolutely. From, you know, janitorial staff to executives. I feel like that's like that's such a big deal. It really is. And I think it like it really kind of
0: brings home the point of having a mission for your organization and a vision for your organization. Because I think core values are really important. Um, but I think the first step that people usually take is a mission and a vision. And if you are almost incentivizing people to live those things every day with an award system. I think that's another way to like drive great company Mm -hmm. culture because then you know who's there for the company. Like, you know who's going to be showing up every day for the organization and not just kind of like phoning it in on a regular basis. Um, So I think if your company or your team like doesn't have a set of of core values or a mission or a vision, like this might be that push to set those things in place and not necessarily have an awards program associated with it, but really like what's helping your employees know why they're showing up every day? Like, mm-hmm. what does that look like for you? Yeah,
1: because the core values end up being the pillar mm-hmm. of each tenant within the mission. And Absolutely. I think that's really important to acknowledge and recognize because people have to, everybody's different. And so you have to have kind of a specific, like, I definitely know that I'm going to bring these two elements of the core values because this is what's within me right? and how I can support you. And so if you give people a little bit more It's structure. Yeah. And I think that that's – and guidance and just, you know, inspiration. It's important. Absolutely. So I just thought that was so rad. And I really
0: appreciate Rent the Runway sharing that with their followers because I think for any other business owner or, like, Budding entrepreneur, like that's a great corporate. Yeah, and then, like and that is a that's a great like start too. And they have a foundation that supports entrepreneurs through RTR. So I think like that really is in line with what they do for people that they kind of support outside of their organization too. So it all really came together for me. I thought it was really really cool. Love it.
1: Yeah. So what about you? I stumbled on this fast company article that this one lovely lady wrote about scheduling time for worrying Um, and she wrote that she wasn't getting sleep because she'd spent her nights just like laying in bed ruminating Mm -hmm. and I ended up clicking the article like it was one of those things that popped up in my um, I subscribed to one of their daily feeds Mm -hmm. and I was like, this is great because I have a tendency to do this same thing when I'm stressed. And so I clicked on it because I, the article was basically like the the thing that I ended up learning while trying to schedule time for worrying. Yeah. And so um, what ended up happening is that she opted to try and schedule that time and was like looping it in to other tasks. So she would be like, okay, I'm going to take this fifth I'm gonna f- I figured out that like kind of what you were saying earlier is like 15 minutes is enough time for me mm-hmm. and so she was like okay I'm going to do 15 minutes of worrying while I'm meal prepping or 15 minutes of worrying while I'm doing a super tough workout at the gym and what she ended up realizing is that the hard workout ended up like, she didn't have mental energy to worry while also trying to, like, push herself to do the workout. Or right. it's like, I'm focused on chopping my onions. I can't think about worrying right now. Yeah, And so for her, some of the learnings were I, – I took my own learnings away from it because I was like, wait, this is actually really beneficial because the reality of the situation is that if you give yourself time to worry, then you're realizing that it's actually – not as impactful as it is when you're laying in bed awake at night and just laying there like my life is crumbling. (laughs) Yeah, It's like the minute that you give it time and space in the real world and like in your day-to-day that's the moment that you're like well I don't need to be worrying about this because I have other things to do or there's no truth in this so I don't have to waste time worrying about this. So like it kind of It acknowledges, like, okay, this is a thing that I'm worried about, but I'm not. I don't need to stress about it because it's not actually real. Mm -hmm. And the minute that you give yourself that time, I think it's that's the important learning is that if you do it during the day, when you're like moving and going and doing things and living your life, that's when you acknowledge that this isn't something that I is actually happening to me. Exactly, and that's so interesting. And I like. I feel
0: like I'm thinking about how I would try to do that because I've had those nights where you wake up or you have like a really scary dream based on what you're worried about. And it's like, okay, so scheduling the time for it, I totally see how this is helpful because it helps you put the energy not with worrying. But I feel like I would need to have like a step-by-step of how to not wake up from worry, like in the middle of the night or have the scary dreams. So I think it's, it's a good practice because you can put the energy somewhere else. But I'm like, okay, but how do I... Stop
1: waking up in the middle of the night. (laughs) Yeah. And Dan has actually said this to me before in past conversations where I'm like, this is stressing me out. And the thing that always worked for me was writing things down. Like if I had a moment of stress or was like feeling overwhelmed, it's hard to do that though when you're laying in bed Mm -hmm. because it's dark and you're like, if I just keep the lights off,
0: maybe I'll go back to sleep.
1: Maybe I can fall asleep. But like the act of opening up your phone or turning the light on and grabbing a notebook seems like, well, this is not the right time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the, I think it's just one of those things that the acknowledgement of do it do it during the day mm-hmm. and actually hearing someone who had tried it provided more context for me. Obviously, he had shared that with me in a past conversation. And I was like, that's great information, but I never really acted on it in my own real way of like how this person specifically tasked herself to do it and what it turned into Mm -hmm. and I was like that actually makes a lot of sense so I'm gonna make sure that if this ever comes up again because it's so true like the laying in bed and ruminating is not great it's never great and if you don't get sleep man everything falls apart that'll make you go crazy absolutely and I feel like that's a good place for like
0: Meditation to kind of come into place. So mm-hmm. If you're awake and you're acknowledging, like the reason you're awake is because you're worried about something at work or at home or whatever it is, to like either tap into those apps that are all out there about, and there are specific meditations around like going back to sleep mm-hmm. or like de-stressing in some way. Either like utilizing one I've of those, them. yeah, exactly. And I've I've done like the three minute one that I loved, um but even even if it's just like focusing on your breath and like coming back to that. Instead of like letting your mind wander to the scary stuff, like yeah. those are all those tactics that say like I'm gonna figure this out tomorrow. Like let me make time to further worry tomorrow, but then you can put that next step into action of saying like Oh, I don't even have time to worry about it when I'm trying to focus on something else entirely. So yeah. hopefully, like that practice weeds it out of the nighttime. It like wholly
1: exactly because I think the thing that stressed me out when he was like, well, schedule time for worry, it's like what (laughs) it's like I don't have time to schedule another thing (laughs) because I'm currently worried and I think that's the other thing too is like in the moment that I was reading it I had a clear head and so when you're When you're stressed out and reading Mm -hmm. something like that, you're like, I don't know how to enact this because everything sucks and it's crazy and I don't have any way to, like, structure this in a a helpful scenario to, like, make me not stressed anymore. Right. But the reality is when you read something that's helpful when you're not stressed but is something that you're, like, the reason I clicked it was for that exact reason of, like, Like that happens to me. (laughs) I know that this is going to come up in the future so maybe I should just, you know, take a learning from this now. But... It is overwhelming to think about worrying. When I heard it the first time, I was stressed, and so I was like, "I don't think I can schedule time for worry because that somehow seems more overwhelming to right. me." Right. Yeah. But then reading this, it's like, "Oh my god, that makes so much sense." Right. I get it now.
0: So moral of the story: click on things when you're clear-headed. Yes, that's <laughs> the that learning know here, might here, guys. Come up later. <laughs> it's very helpful. That's very helpful. It's a beautiful thing. I'll so, have to read that article.
1: We'll uh, link it in show notes. Yes. Oh, show.
0: Okay, Brian, let's get into it. Give it to me straight.
1: We're talking organization. So ready.
0: I <laughs> am- Brianna is smiling ear to
1: ear right now where I am like a ball in the corner biting my nails off. <laughs> so, I think this is a perfect time to for us to think about clearing the clutter. Springtime always brings this in our sense, a delayed sense of spring cleaning and just getting rid of stuff Sid's in the process of getting ready to move. Yep. I'm about to celebrate a birthday, which I feel like is a renewal timeframe for me. Absolutely. Um, and I feel like the, the idea of being organized helps you end up being less stressed. You're saving time. Your priorities are straight. It's just the benefits are endless, but it's not necessarily something that comes super easy to people Mm -hmm. and it can be incorporated into a bunch of different ways whether it's like your home life your mental state your office environment all of these things help kind of create an element of just stress-free clear openness and I felt like it was an opportunity for me to embrace my type a vibes yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) because truly I I really am just naturally an organized, disciplined person. Um, The funniest thing that I ever, like, found in terms of, like, throwback moments. Um, When I was in high school, I found an old VHS when, you know, I still had a VHS TV, like, player (laughs) in my TV. Right there in the TV. I was like, ooh, I wonder what this is. Christmas 94? (laughs) Pop this in. And it's literally a video. My dad just, like, pressed play on the video recorder and... It was me and my siblings on Christmas day, but we had already opened all of our presents and I was sitting there organizing my presents from biggest to smallest (laughs) on the couch. Meanwhile, my sister was like a tornado around the rest of the living room and Quinn was just like bashing stuff because he was a baby and he didn't know what he was doing.
0: So this like has been part of you. I feel like you're either born type A or not. I don't think this is a thing that like develops over time. I think that discipline and organization develops over time. but there's like an inherent like line within a type a person that like just things just need to line up in a way yeah and i think like the people that i know that live in that world super different than the people that like have attempted and tried over and over and over to again to become disciplined and organized like there's always a breaking point like there's always a place like where everything falls apart and they're like it takes like three I'm talking about me I'm talking about me (laughs) so Sid and I are uh direct opposites total total opposites and it's like it's so funny because I feel like I've been trying to be more disciplined, but realistically, it takes me years to become disciplined around a thing. I was thinking about this this morning, actually, because like I, I religiously wash my face every morning and every night. But you talked to me in college. Never. Like, I, like, if I had time for it, like, if I wanted to, it was like, let me just, but now, like, I can't go to bed without doing it. But that's a, like, years in the making. It's the Mm -hmm. same thing with the gym. Like, I now don't feel good unless I'm there four days a week at a minimum so like I I shoot for five I usually get four but now that's so much a part of what makes me tick and what keeps me sane that like that's ingrained now but everything else that I've tried like meal prepping like like organizing of any kind it's it will take years for it to become part of who I am as a person. It Like, I, I don't know what, the, it's not type B. Like, what is the other, like, like, just there's no type to us. Like,
1: we don't get a type. Well, I think because you are more, like, relationship-focused and creative and all of that, you're like, I don't want to spend my mental energy on cleaning up the papers on my desk because right. that doesn't matter to me. Like, I'd rather be doing something more worthwhile like you things that motivate you like I need to have a clean environment around me in order to be productive yeah but I think at the root of the conversation that we're going to get into today is is more so about like what motivates you Mm -hmm. and how can you frame your method of organization around what that is yeah because it does come down to like I can also get distracted and put my time and energy into things that aren't actually benefiting me like I could be like I just spent eight hours cleaning all of my like organizing my whole basement of things that I have supplies for my event but it's like is that what you should have been doing right (laughs) it's like I feel satisfied because it's clean
0: Took a turn.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, like, it's kind of the same way. So, in your sense, like, we, in this, in the context of this conversation, I will be type A, so it will be type B for, you know. (laughs) I will be type B for the foreseeable future. (laughs) (laughs) So, in your sense, where, like, you come into play with your type B vibes, (laughs) that's where you're like, well, I'm not going to be disciplined at all. And then you just sit or like spend your time coloring yeah like super you would not necessarily do that but maybe i've just binge watched like 14 episodes and i feel like very proud of myself because i just blasted through this season and i feel refreshed but like was that really i i'm moving so i need to probably (laughs) could i have been watching this tv show while also packing a box maybe totally and i think like that's what it comes down to is like For
0: me, the more days in a row that I've got my stuff together, like the more days in a row that I can like check it off the list that I went to the gym, that did everything I need to do, that a meal prepped, that I cleaned my bathroom, like all like every day in a row is a check versus a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so at some point. I'm like, I need a vacation from that checkbox. Like I can't do this anymore. Like and I and that's like where my breaking point happens. And I think like that's that's my difference. And for those of you that are like me out there, I think like I I wrote down that I'm like, I need a no plan day. Like, I need, I need. Oh, I like that. You know, like, I don't need, like, a full-blown vacation by any stretch, but, like, just a day where there's no plan. Like, I think because I'm so structured, and when I was, like, really hot on the meal prep game, which, like, (laughs) still, like, slow. I think I was so about it for so long that, like, the moment that I let it go a little bit, like, the moment that I, like, like was like, like, ooh, let me play with maybe not doing this one day everything fell apart, like in yeah. there. And then the motivation to do it ever again was gone. And I, I think I need a no plan day. But I also need a day where I know the plan gets back on track. And finding like, that happy medium of not fully falling apart, but also recognizing that like my lifestyle, and the way my brain works, like, I need to not be so structured. Sometimes it doesn't feel good to me to be so structured. It makes me stressed sometimes. And I think it's like, Even, like, I make my bed every day. Every single day I make my bed. And I usually make it right before I get in it. And just because, like, it feels good to get into a made bed to me. One night, I tried to get into my bed without making it, and it felt so bad. And, like, (laughs) again, years in the making. I've been making my bed since I was in high school. Like, you talk to my mom, she'll be like, she, she started making her bed, like maybe her senior year, like all before that it was willy nilly. But now it's so much a part of who I am that like, it's ingrained and it feels bad to not do it. But like, there are so many parts of my life that aren't like that. And I think that's why I need a no plan day. Yeah,
1: I think maybe that's the thing for, for your mindset is that, you need to find ways to incorporate it into your everyday so that it doesn't feel like it's a plan. Exactly,
0: exactly. Because like the structure doesn't sit well with my soul for some reason. Like I don't know what it is. I And it's so funny because it's something that I consistently work on. I'm like, if I can just make this a routine, then it won't feel bad. Like, if yeah. I can just make it part of
1: what I do and who I am, then it's just what I do and who I am. <laughs> and f- for the counter to that, I am routine and structure- like, that is my thriving experience in life. Yeah. I, I live and breathe structure, discipline, and routine. That's your joy, button. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but I also do feel the same sense where, like, for example, I have nothing happening on Sunday. And so I'm actively blocking that day off. Like, I'm still going to do the things that I know need to get done, but I can't have it scheduled. Yeah. So I need to, like, have the routine of, like you need to clean your house Brianna or you need to do laundry but it's like I'm gonna do it when I feel like it so it's so funny because for as long as we've been friends you tell me you're like I've got
0: the whole day free I cannot wait to have the whole day free I'm like ooh, you're gonna like binge watch you're gonna go like eat at 1 p.m. for the first time you're gonna lay in bed for a while and you're like no like I'm gonna clean my house and I'm gonna clean the bathroom and I'm gonna put my laundry away and it's gonna be awesome because it's gonna be on my time <laughs>
1: I'm like exactly
0: I like I am aghast because I'm like oh that's what you do with your <laughs>
1: days and I just need to have the freedom to do it as long as fast as slow as yeah like there can't I can't have a schedule to it. It just needs to,
0: <laughs> to exist. And my my freedom and like if I had a whole day free, the last thing I would do is like touch my home with a Clorox wipe. <laughs> it's the last thing on the list every time, without fail. Like cleaning is scheduled within the scary schedule that I set for myself on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. If there's a free day, you better bet that I'm maybe, like, up early, but I'm, like, getting coffee as needed. I'm, like, maybe watching some shows on catch-up on Hulu. Like, I'm doing the things that, like... You're literally living a free day. Oh, it's totally free. There's nothing on the schedule. I will do things as they come to me. I might have a few bevs at 3 p.m. Like, who knows? But I don't know. (laughs) You know.
1: And you're not thinking about it like I'm thinking about it. Like I'm like, I'm so excited to just do laundry whenever I feel like
0: it. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. You're like, shut up. (laughs) So that's what we're talking about today. (laughs) is our strong
1: differences within the organization, organizational realm, I guess. That is right. All right, let's get ready to speak at Queens. Let's do it. Um, I think the thing that we're going to bring into the, the picture from a trend standpoint is that uh, there's a Swedish lifestyle trend, and I feel like the Nordics have been really embracing this whole... They they've lived the, this, you know the whole thing. <laughs> Scandinavian lifestyle, Nordic lifestyle, Swedish lifestyle. Um they have this thing called Lagom, hmm. if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, but it's defined loosely as everything in moderation. That sounds nice. And so it's basically like living that Goldilocks lifestyle and finding the piece of just everything that fits just right within, you know, your space, whether mm. it's mental physical, office space, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But I think that as Americans, we tend to sway to more is more. Mm -hmm. And the idea of minimizing what you have and keeping your space free to focus on everything that like if you're decluttering, Mm -hmm. whether it's at the office, in your home, all of that ends up giving you the structure that you need and figuring out how to like fit that in and do it within the context of as a type a versus type b like how can you do this in your own way yeah where you then feel like everything that i have is everything that i want and need in my space to give me freedom to do whatever i want and there's no i feel like clutter equals stress yes
0: and that i mean and and that concept sounds great i think like at the end of the day for me and maybe for others it is like what what level of work are you going to put into making this your reality? So like for me, seeing something that says everything in moderation, I'm like, Oh my God, that sounds awesome. Like that's something I could totally do. But then you figure out where you're starting from on that. And like how, how you get to that point, how you get to like, things looking and feeling and being the way that you want them to be in every aspect of your life does take intentional work and mm-hmm. i think that's the part that for me i kind of like skip over i'm like let me get to the end like let me what's the end game here <laughs> like get me there who's going to help me get there who's going to do the work for me but like for people i think that live in the type a world they they've also structured how the work is going to get done in a lot of ways. Like they can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but they also see the touch points all the way to get mm-hmm. there. Whereas for me, I skip all the way over that and get to the end of the tunnel. You're so, like, need to clean. I imagine a clean kitchen. Exactly. Like I forget about like doing dishes and yeah. like throwing again a Clorox wipe across a counter. Like those are the things like I can visualize what the what the end product looks like, but I, I it takes real intentional work to do all of those tasks. And I think that is what I personally need to work on. But like this looks like something that I want for my life. It's just again, like, how am I spending my energy to get there? And and how do I structure like that into my week to make sure that I'm doing something to get to where I want to be that I know at the end of the day will help me like decompress and feel good and feel happy in my space.
1: So yeah, I think it's all about the motivations. Like what is it that you need as a person that helps fit this in to your day-to-day because if it's like it makes me crazy that there are always dishes i would love a clean sink Mm -hmm. but you don't know how to get there (laughs) that you need to figure out like okay if after every meal it's just part of the process of like you just think about it you're like i take out the pan and then I wash the pan. Right.
0: And you know, when you're saying
1: it, it sounds so easy
0: and so small. But I think about, like, my family being the well-oiled machine that they, my mother has created, my father has created for us. Like, they – my mom generally cooks. My dad does dishes. Like, that's – like, I've never known anything different from mm-hmm. that. Like, and, you know, I don't cook or clean. <laughs> so I don't so know how you don't that, know that happens how for me, but <laughs> – But seeing it in practice, I'm like, someday I'm going to get there. But like it is, it's, it's really seeing like how I, I look at other people and see how that they've made something a routine for themselves. And like, that has always been part of my life where my mom will cook and it's not, you know, super extravagant stuff all the time, but she'll do the prep work. She'll make the meal. My dad consistently like start to finish, clears the table, does all the dishes, does all the pots and pans, does the drying. Like everything. And I, and I see that and I'm like, that makes sense. Like, so it's all done. And I never, I never really like ever put that into practice. Um, I think I do more now because of my neuroses around, like I want, if I've cleaned the kitchen in order to to cook, I also want the kitchen to be clean after I cook. (laughs) So it's like only in those instances does that happen. Um, so it's just like putting
1: that routine together, but then practicing it as well. Yeah, I think that's the biggest piece of it is, like, you just have to remove yourself. Like, I think for you, especially growing up in that environment, it's, like, you weren't necessarily responsible for cleaning. Like, if oh, your, no, yeah. <laughs> if your dad was doing the dishes, then you're, like, sweet, I'm free. Yeah. So, like, you probably still have the tendency to lean toward, like, meals done, I'm free. Yeah. So you have to, like, train yourself to be, like, I'm incorporating an extra 10 minutes to throw these things into the dishwasher. Absolutely. That's and that's exactly what it is. Like we, you know,
0: we'd set the table and do the stuff, but like you're right, if 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 my job was done after that, then like I now need to reingrain that behavior because I see it and I've seen it, but I haven't physically done it. So it's like really putting that into practice. Mm-hmm. And even I go over for Sunday dinner almost every week. And it's still the same thing. Yeah. Somebody else clears. The, <laughs> and I get the desserts and put them out for everybody. <laughs> like that's Classics that's it. my
1: role within the family. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, one of the things that we wanted to do with this conversation was kind of structure it in a way where we could break it down into specific arenas in which you can Create structure and find space, and clear that clutter. And so we broke it down from a mental standpoint, from a home standpoint, and a work standpoint. And I feel like that might be helpful for us. Yeah. As we conquer this overwhelming task of I goal, I would like to have an organized life. Yes, I'm like, <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I'm like. so. You guys just need to pick out one thing that resonates with you and start there embrace it, make it a habit, and then come back and re-listen.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then start <laughs> and then from a square new one with something else. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, we broke down all of these, so I was forced to think about all of them. <laughs> but it's still, it's still up in the air about which one's going to hit first.
1: <laughs> so. Well, I think the home thing should be the first one for you because yeah. of the, move. the impending move. Yeah. But we're actually going to start with mental space because I think in order for you to do anything else well, You have to have a clear mind. Mm -hmm. And so the biggest thing when it comes to creating some structure and finding mental space is giving yourself time to define your needs. And the reason why that's important is because you're actually thinking about what matters most to you. What are the things that make you happy? What motivates you? And then choosing to live your life to those standards because that's essentially the only thing that's going to, you know, make you feel fulfilled at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want. Like you want to wake up in the morning and be like, my life is great and I'm happy. And I know that everything that's on my to-do list today or everything that I have planned in my schedule or the people that I'm going to see are people I want to see. Right. And then from there, say no to everything else, Mm -hmm. because if it doesn't fulfill you, bye. Yeah. Yeah. And that's super important. And I think
0: what I've realized by talking to different people is that like figuring out what those things are is is super challenging sometimes and unless you have like a tool or, or someone who's looking at you and saying like Asking you the appropriate questions To help you figure those things out it, it really can be like you're Sometimes you're just moving through your day Like you're just kind of like getting through every single day And like happiness Or like fulfillment Or like structure Or any of those things aren't really a factor Within your day But you think about if they were, how how much different would things be for you? So really learning like what the tools are, and we'll post a bunch. Um, but what the tools are that you can use to find those things out is really important, and they, and they exist. Um, but again, it just takes that like extra step of work for someone that this doesn't come supernaturally to. Like thankfully, I think for Brianna and I, we can really sit down and think about what makes us happy and learn how to incorporate it more into our lives. But like some people aren't there and that's totally okay. But if this is something that you want to change, then there are tools out there to help you get there. Um, one of the ones that we recently found, or I recently found and shared with Brianna was about, um, it's from girls night in and it's called the priority square. And it came from, they, they have, um, every month they do a book club for girls night in and this month they are working with author fran hauser with uh her book called the myth of the nice girl and it talks about like that really weird tension that is between being nice while also finding success in your career and i was like oh how do those things go to- together like prioritizing things and like the nice thing kind of being an inhibitor to your next step career-wise. But kind of what they talked about in talking to Fran was that this priority square creates boundaries in your life. And I think when we talk about like mental clarity and mental organization, this is such an important piece of that, like creating boundaries for yourself helps you in that organizational process. And so an example of the priority square, we shared it on social media. And we'll probably share it again just so people Which have.
1: I have to admit. Sid asked me to do it, and I haven't done it because this is actually a scary thing for me, so. Well, and it's, like, it's
0: super intense, so I'm just pulling it up now because I want to make sure I see it correctly. But, so, the four square of priorities, so it's, the first question is, what's important to you right now? Like, what does that look
1: like? And that, like, is a huge question. The reason why I didn't, you sent it to me, and I was like, this is amazing, can I just do what you did? (laughs) You're like, sure. You're like, one of my priorities is celebrating the fact that I finished my first semester of grad school. And I was like, I can jump on that. I can can, celebrate
0: with you. I can do that, too. (laughs) Well, and I just thought it was. So the ones that they put as the template that they had were me, family and friends, career, and then hobbies and fun. And I realized that the me and hobbies and fun, like, somewhat overlapped for me personally Mm -hmm. but what I appreciate is that they also they also provided like different options that were available so they were like other examples of categories could be education your side hustle travel political advocacy a specific relationship so it doesn't need to be those four but what it is 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 it helps you within those four pick two or three that are rising to the top as far as priorities for you and exactly like, you know, we just started talking about of like, in your mind, having those quadrants and making sure that those are the only things that you're focusing on and learning how to say no to all the other stuff is only going to help you like, really move forward on those priorities like it's really easy to get bogged down really really quickly with all the other stuff that's going on but if you go back to that quadrant and you're looking at it and saying like this is not on my list of priorities right now like I need to politely pass on it and it's in what Fran talks about is like that nice thing like you're trying to be nice to everybody like how do you be nice to everybody Mm -hmm. but still like advance um it's hard to do. So this book kind of talks about how to do that, and the quadrant thing really helps put it into practice. Um, and she also recommends checking in with it quarterly to see how your priorities or categories have changed. So it's not just saying like this is this is it for the year. <laughs> like these are the four things we're focusing on, and within those four things, these are like the few things within that, and that's it for the year. Like if if you break it down that way by quarter, then things will absolutely change because your life's your life moves things change, you need to reprioritize. So really like putting it on your calendar and saying like let me check in with my priority square, like what has stayed the same, what am I continuing to work on, but like what what can kind of be
1: subbed out for something else right now. Yeah, I love that so much because I think for us, we're huge advocates of writing things down yeah. and going back and reflecting on those things because you can think that you have your priorities straight, but until you write them down and acknowledge them, then you're, you're not doing what you're not framing your life in a way that gives it context and direction. Right. And to go off that, um, I was gifted a lovely book from uh, a friend. Shout out to Cindy. Hey, Cindy. Um, she gave me this book called The 52 Lists um, for Happiness. There are 52 weeks in the year, oh. so it's huh. one, one list a week. And again, as a contrast of, like, I think the quadrant or the square yeah. is really helpful for someone who just needs something that's, like, easy and maintainable and and attainable yeah. to do. This is definitely, like, for the list lovers, Yeah, which is, like hand up (laughs) ready hand down (laughs) so the beautiful thing about it is that it's really she created the the project um it's by morea seal and she has a blog and so this kind of came out of this um she started it as a way to acknowledge that it's important for you on a weekly basis to reflect and recognize all the power and love that you are creating within your own life Hmm. and so it's kind of structured each list has like a an action or a a task and for something to kind of like motivate your thought process and something to think about and then obviously again being able to write things down and reflect back on that and as I start my 30th year I feel like this is the perfect opportunity for me to like really embrace some of these moments of actual because again like I think I had a really good grasp on how we prioritize things from a work and career and that standpoint. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing, like you're not going to be successful at all until you do it on a self and emotional level right? and acknowledging what it is that you need for you. Right. And that's super important.
0: And I agree. I think like for the listing kind, like that really helps you put everything where it needs to be and have it be, like, a consistent thing. Whereas for the priorities square, it's more of, like, a – it's a check-in moment and Mm -hmm. it's really helping you – like, the hardest part is putting everything down in the square. Like, that is by far the most challenging piece of this because – I think that's, when you said that you looked at it and you were like, uh, uh, I don't know. I was was, like, I I don't have time for this. I had the same feel. (laughs) I totally had the same feel. But I think that goes back to like what we've talked about, I think on a pretty much weekly basis of like making time for the things that matter to you is super important. But knowing how to organize those things is even more important. So like you can make all the time in the world for it, but like that starting point, like something's got to make it go. Um, So I really like both of these opportunities to really like put things not just in perspective but prioritize them and and organize them in a way that makes them achievable um and helps you do those check-ins that are super super important too.
1: Yeah, cuz then once you've done it the first time, it's all that's always the hurdle to get over is like just schedule time for yourself. Schedule 1 hour where it's hey, this is me time and the thing that I need to get done in this time is this thing right because this actually helps me prioritizing me helps everything else function properly a thousand percent we'll say it again and again and again
0: that will never change and it's really hard to put into practice some days but it really helps everything else move forward so agreed so that's the mental how do we create structure in our homes my favorite thing
1: (laughs) no (laughs) I want it to be (laughs) so whenever I feel like especially spring cleaning time I know in one of our past updates I talked about how I read that great article from apartment therapy about cleaning your windows and like how if you're doing a spring cleaning project to like overhaul your whole house or your whole apartment the only way for you to do it is actually if you break it down into small chunks yeah and so When you think about organizing your home, the first thing that you have to do before organizing, like, again, thinking about Sid and her life, it's, she's like, current disorganization, future organized. Right. What happens in between? Right. And then for me, I'm like, I know I have, uh, I know exactly what needs to get done and all the things that I can do, but then it's like, oh my God, it'll take me six hours to do the whole house and that sucks. And so it's, decluttering first before you conquer that organizing piece and so that's taking small areas of your home and saying just putting one thing on the list Mm -hmm. that gives you an opportunity to go through files piles of paper clothes maybe it's your kitchen cabinets Mm -hmm. and you can't really get organized if everything you organize isn't necessary to keep around yeah so that It's just, like, the basis. (laughs) That is like
0: that is the baseline to start with. And, yeah, I think this is something that I've never really done before. So right now in the process of the move, like, I've attacked the bathroom and figured out, like, what all of the BS stuff that lives in there doesn't need to be there. Um, I overbuy, for some reason, everything. Like, I can't – somehow I've forgotten about the past six times that I've bought the same thing, so it just accumulates really quickly. And so I think part of it is, like – I So I haven't lived in the same place for more than a year for probably the last, like, five or six years. And so... I think every year you move, so every year there's that, like, natural clean-out moment because you're moving, so you don't want to take everything, but you take a lot of stuff. So because we've been in the place that we are for two years now, which, you know, not that much longer, but just enough longer to, like, accumulate a lot more crap, Yes. Um, you realize, like, the first part of wanting to move and make a fresh start is because when you move every year, it feels like a fresh start every time. Like, it just, it's it's... You get so used to that mentality, but now that we've been in a place for more than a year, this actually does feel like a super fresh start for some reason. I think it's probably just like the way my mind is telling me how to feel about it. So my goal for our whole apartment that we're in right now before we move is to declutter the entire place. So like, like I said, the bathroom happened. Next is my pantry. Because I think I have, like, six bags of the same flour and, like, 18 things of baking soda. Like, for whatever reason, I just, like... Keep buying them. Overbought uh, a lot of different times. So what I'd like to do is, is buy containers for all of those things. So, like... First step is to see what I have. Second step is to get rid of what I don't need. Third step is to have the organization of the containers and, like, label. I bought a labeler, like, six months ago that was touched once and then has been sitting on my counter ever since. (laughs) Because it was a really good idea at the time. So that'll come in handy when I get the containers. But it's really, like it's so helpful to just like see that and now it's just the process of making it happen. Um, but I think like really, really putting the work in to take every step of the way for that process is what's going to, change everything for me and like I get really I mean you know I get super excited about the change like I get really excited about the big idea like the big idea is to clean everything out and I'm like "Ooh, that's awesome it's gonna feel so good when it's done I can't wait and it's like oh you the the details of it sound not as fun and not as great so it's it's like all of those things sound really good but it's how are we going to put it into action and what like how do I structure it in a way that like I'm not just buying the containers and then sitting there watching them for 6 months until they
1: actually get used but I don't get to buy them until the work is done. Yeah. And you're like I have one bag of flour, one bag of sugar and I know exactly what is going into these containers. Yes, and it's also like I think another thing that could be helpful is like having them visible, so that when you do have to go to the store, you're like, "Ooh, the flowers running low." Totally. That's going to be because again, everything lives in my pantry, like, and that's why
0: the pantry is there. But if if they were out in the open, then I would never overbuy again. And I think that's a different mentality that I'm used to too. So mm-hmm. it's like. All of these, I think it's scary to want to overhaul everything because you recognize that there are gaps in the way that you do things now. And you're like, you know, you're flying on easy. You're like, I've got my stuff together. Like, I'm good. I, I I have a life that I like. Everything's going really well. And then you open your pantry and, like, a ton of crap just falls on you because the secret's out. (laughs) Like you have stuff to work on. So I think you're right. Like keeping it out in the open and holding myself accountable, even if it's just not buying another bag of flour because I don't need it seems small, but I think it'll affect more parts of my life than I even realize in a way.
1: Yes. Right. So true. (laughs) No, I think, um, this kind of hits at the idea of getting rid of all the excess yeah. and knowing exactly what it is that you need on a day-to-day basis. And you don't necessarily know how to do that and, until you see like, okay, I know I want this project to get done. What is it that I have? Do the inventory first. Right, right. (laughs) Because for me, a project is like every six
0: months I want to make a cake or something. (laughs) You're like, I love cake.
1: Let's make cake. (laughs) And then I rebuy all the stuff. And I just don't need it. (laughs) And that's not necessary. And I feel like, again, hitting at the thing that ends up becoming stressful is, like, all that clutter. So, like, take the time to do the inventory and schedule it as a task like you would any other thing. Because um, getting rid of that excess is what's going to help, like, make your life easier.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's the same thing with clothes and stuff in, in your closet. Because I feel like that's an easy thing, too, where it's just like, oh, my gosh, all of my drawers are full. And... I only have one closet because I have a small apartment in the sense that I have literally one closet in my whole apartment. Wow. Where do you put your jackets? I hang them on a, like, (laughs) hanger thing on the back of my door. Oh, I've never seen that. And I have, like, (laughs) a jacket for every – because it's in my bedroom. Yeah. No one goes in my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. So it's the same – like, because I am limited on space – This is something that I have to live on a daily basis where it's like, if I have a need for a new pair of shoes, Mm -hmm. I have to get rid of another pair in order to do that. So I feel like that's also a motivational thing of like, do an inventory of just all your work dresses Mm -hmm. and then you see, okay, I have everything. I'm realizing that I'm missing like a nice, just basic black dress that I can wear to any occasion. And so that's an opportunity for you to be like, I have the inventory set. I know exactly what it is that I need. I did that with my spice rack, too. Ooh, that's a good one. That's one that you always forget about. Yeah. I think I have,
0: like, 16 things of, like, crushed basil. Yeah, and then also look at the expiration dates on those guys. Oh, my gosh. That's, the, that's terrifying. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something that hopefully my aunt doesn't listen to this. So <laughs> she helped my grandmother move, and she found a spice from, like, the 70s. <laughs> And she used it. And I was like, oh my gosh, you didn't. She was like, it still was fine. Like it was like a little, but it was fine. I was like, oh my God. So yeah, check the expiration dates. Oh my god, And then actually get rid of them. Don't just be like, it's still good. But I think like, so my, my mother's last name is Vanessa. So the general is like uh, expiration dates are guidelines. Like that's how we live our lives. And that's how I've always known it. Like an expiration date isn't actually like when it expires. It's just like a roundabout date. So like that's how I operate as well. Like if I'm not becoming my mother, then I, <laughs> I very much am. But it's just so funny that you say that because that's one of the things I think you totally forget about. Especially when you're moving, you just, like, throw everything in one
1: box and keep it going. Everything in your home has an expiration date. That's what they say, but I don't know. (laughs) Live by that guideline. (laughs) Love you, Aunt Ellen, if you're listening. (laughs) Including those stirrup pants from 1982. It's time to to say farewell.
0: Those are good to go. Throw them in
1: a costume box. Call it a day. Someday those will come out again. Break them out for, like, a family reunion. I don't know. So, this ends up... So when you think about, OK, getting rid of the excess, that also ends up th- becoming overwhelming because you're like, oh, my God, my pantry. Oh, my God, the, you know, all the Tupperware containers that I have sitting in my, you know, I giant just a, a drawer. about Ooh, those. Yeah, Ooh, those piles. up pretty fast. Clean that out. <laughs> yeah. So the way that you can find structure within this is just going through one room or one category at a time. And so I mentioned before, you know, work dresses. Just pick one thing within your closet, shoes, one thing, Mm -hmm. spices, one thing, and then clean and declutter that space. And so you'll end up feeling super productive and accomplished after you're done, um, but ends up not being necessarily overwhelming, like task, organize whole house. (laughs) So one of the tips that I have is to dedicate 30 minutes to an hour to each room of the house for a week. So that means that you have thirty minutes every day, where you just conquer one thing, boom, whole house cleaned. And all a week. it took, all it took you, was that time frame, and everything, all the clutter's gone. And so it's those small tasks that end up being manageable for you to complete in short bursts of effort, and then it's not. Painful.
0: Yes, and I think (laughs) I think I just kind of have to put this on my update list for next next time we get together because this is this is the thing that like when I'm when I get home like everything falls apart. I'm like, let me hit the couch unless I've got like something that needs to get done. Like I'm just gonna wind down, but that 30 minute time frame is manageable. Like there's Mm -hmm. no reason why if I'm getting home at like 5:30 that that can't get done. And so I would like to really work on
1: that this week yeah <laughs> for me i have to do um one of the things that's on my list is all my jewelry oh and yeah. like earrings because there's stuff that's in there that i'm like i don't i don't even know yeah and um things that i would not wear out in public anymore and it's like it's probably time to to say farewell all that <laughs> like with a ruffle or <laughs> sorry <laughs> Thanks, it. <laughs> Ruffles will forever be part of our like a project.
0: scarf that
1: is a ruffle
0: that I can just <laughs> add
1: to any outfit.
0: <laughs> like the poet's scarf. No. You know,
1: you know what I think too is the other one is like, oh god, <laughs> um, all those beauty samples that you get. Oh my god,
0: I just when I was going through the bathroom and doing that, that's everything I got rid of was the
1: samples. Oh, they pile up so. So I always just throw a lot of those. Like, if I get shampoos and, like, little mini moisturizers and whatever, I'll put them in my travel containers, Mm, which is really helpful. That's a good idea. But then sometimes it's like, okay, I have, like, 40 of these. And then it's like, either I need to cancel my Birchbox subscription, (laughs) which I'm not ready to do because I love it. But also it's like, you get these samples for a reason, so use Use them. them. Yeah. And then bonus, my, like, expensive stuff that I use on my daily like my actual stuff that'll last longer
0: (laughs) yeah and I don't do so I don't do birch box but like I feel like you do stuff and you get the little samples for like events and stuff that you go to and I I am like kind of crazy about what I put on my face and what I put in my hair and what I put on my bod and so like samples scare me more than anything else so even though I get them as like a, a lovely like here you go favor I can't I can't use them but then I also feel bad getting rid of them so quickly so they live in the drawer until the clean out happens yeah so I just need to like either politely decline or pass them on to someone else who I know
1: can could use a sample yeah so think about the people who might want the you know try something new the poor minimizing cream I will <laughs>
0: I will keep that in mind next time.
1: (laughs) Because I'm like, I got my own, but thanks. (laughs) Like, I'm set. I'm set. So (laughs) that is an option if you want to embrace the home organization, Mm -hmm. things to start with. Yes. One thing at a time, get rid of the excess. Toads. How do you create structure in the office? Last but not least. This, I think, has been my... The last three years of my life has been me living this and breathing this. That's serious. Number one, learn to say no and improve your prioritization skills. For sure. Because what ends up resulting from this is work-life balance, confidence, job satisfaction. You've improved your time management skills, which is always beneficial. And then being able to deliver on the projects that you're working on and, you know, your manager is just impressed by you all the time. That's the goal. That's the goal. So it's not easy to do this all the time. It's like a constant learning lesson, Mm -hmm. but thinking about it from the concept of what is the most important thing that you can get done today and do that thing first or do it. Define when your most productive time is and do it in that time frame.
0: Yeah. And that and that's hard. Like, I know I've been saying a lot of stuff in this episode are hard because they are. But, like... But that's why we're having this conversation. Exactly. And I think, like, figuring out what your most productive time is 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 like I don't even know kind of how to do that like when your brain is freshest but sometimes you want to focus on other stuff when your brain is freshest so it's it's like and that also changes I think sometimes for some people like I know for me the time that I'm I'm ready to attack larger and more important in quotes tasks changes throughout the year like depending Mm -hmm. on what season it is depending on what if it's busy around the office if it's not busy around the office like the that time will change and I think the thing I've learned is that like anything you set does not get set in stone. Like it really needs to be fluid. It needs to be thought of as fluid and flexible because if you put yourself to a task and say like, this is my best time of day and think that it's never going to change. You've then like set your future self up for failure when things are getting a little wonky, but you're like, but I'm sticking to it because this is, this is what I know, but it doesn't help if, if things have changed around
1: you. Yeah. You have to be a little bit fluid within the, the structure of yeah. your routine. yeah, And as you start to think about that important thing or that most important priority, plan your days around that and think think about it from the like one to three things that have to get done. Mm-hmm. Then by the end of the day, if you're like, I've done these three things, I've had a successful day, that's great. And then you know exactly how to structure your nest, your priorities for the next day. But- When you set goals for yourself, then you can set deadlines, Mm -hmm. and that's going to help create the necessary structure that you need in a day to day that isn't overwhelming. Right, just it's picking one thing,
0: one thing, and yeah, I think when you you have a lot on your plate or you have a really busy week or something, that comes even more into play. Because you're not going to be short on things things to do, but you might be a little confused about what rises to the top of that list and what really needs to get done on each day, mm-hmm. depending on deadlines or tasks or anything like that. So I think that that, um, that really is important, that one to three is a great number because it's not overwhelming. It's doable. It is something that you can shut your door or like shut down for a little bit and just say, like I just need to get these things done and then door open, ready to have like conversations as needed. Um, But those one to three things really should live in your most productive time
1: space. So true. I think that uh, falls into the next thing is that you need to be able to give yourself time and space within the structure of your day. Like exactly what you were talking about. If you're like, hey, I'm not feeling this right now, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Give yourself an opportunity to be creative, walk away from your desk for a minute. But also like, you know, whether it's defining that time that you need to take a break for yourself. You need to know what motivates you. And until you define that like structure within your own brain of like, what is it that I need on a day-to-day basis? And in order to figure that out, you have to give yourself the time to determine that. Right, And it does require some trial and error. That's another thing that you just have to kind of like accept is that yeah. it's really easy to kind of, rush and do what it is necessary to do but that's when you kind of feel like my life is cluttered i'm just rushing from thing to thing and then i'm stressed out so it's actively like i remember um i think around a year ago i was like i feel like everything i'm doing is not there i'm doing things Mm -hmm. but none of it is resulting in positive (laughs) anything how did that happen (laughs) and how did i get here and so i took a full day and i it was just one of those things where it was like i just i feel like i have to keep rushing there's so much that i need to get done but i had to take an active moment and say to myself take a break slow down Mm -hmm. and then set an entire day block the whole day and be like this is my day for reprioritization right and it changed the game yeah you have to schedule that time and make the space for that in order for you to be able to, like, accommodate what it is that needs to be done within your day-to-day. Because, again, even going back to that mental piece of what we were talking about, you need to know what your priorities are in order to fulfill everything else. all the other check marks on your to-do list. Yeah, and I think, like, what we
0: were, I should say I, sometimes you're like, I, it's not just like dead airtime that you're scheduling when you block off a whole day like that. Like if you know how, what tools you need to help do those prioritizations and and what will help you get there that's great but a lot of people don't like I know if I have a full day that's strategy based I'm like okay but where do I even start like how do I even like I know these things need to be strategized I need to get creative I need to like really figure out how to think outside the box a little bit and but sometimes you just need help finding out what tools are going to like how do you how do you put in that blocked day like First thing in the morning, I'm going to do the prioritization square. And around noon, I'm going to work on this using this tool. And then last thing of the day is how I'm going to strategize things using like a depth chart or Mm -hmm. something like that. Like having the tools because you know what you want to accomplish, but not having the tools to do it is what like stresses for me. It stresses me out more. So like as you're thinking about blocking that whole day, what tools do you need to accomplish what tasks are in front of you. Yes. And when you have that like reset moment, what are you using to be helpful instead of just like willy nilly being like, these are my goals, but I have nothing to really base these on. So I'm just going to kind of roll with it. Like having that structure is is so helpful um, when you have a whole day blocked to figure out what the heck you're doing.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's also a space where usually if you're feeling that stress and that rush and just like, I can't I can't do that because I just need to do this thing. It's usually because you said yes to too many things that you did not need to say that to. So it's also acknowledging what, again, in order for you to do this, you have to have your priorities straight. So then that frames what you say yes to and what you say no to. Mm -hmm. And there should be a lot of things that you're saying no to. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if they don't serve you or your job or your goals you should stop doing them. You gotta walk away. I feel like that was that's actually something that happened. I had a, you know, wonderful phone call with a coworker last month that like just I was like, oh my gosh, this is so helpful because no knowing that you have been successful but had to say no to this, this, and this to do that, I now feel better. Yeah. About also saying no to those things. But when it's something that within your job or the scope of what you do that is enjoyable like sometimes it is like you say yes to things because you're like well this is like I don't hate doing this right so it's like this is enjoyable when it comes up in my day-to-day but it's like what are your goals what is it that you're required to accomplish by the end of the quarter by the end of the year by the end of the month what it whatever it is right if it doesn't hit at that you gotta say no to it, right? Right, and I think or get a new job. Well, and that's the
0: thing. Like, if you're not being measured on it, or or like your raise or your year end isn't being kind of setting on whatever that task is, even if you want to do it, if you realize that you just don't have time or capacity for it, like it's sometimes is really hard to say no because it sounds like a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. But if it's not serving that bottom line, sometimes, and I think there's a, maybe I'm wrong, but I think there's like kind of a myth around the team player like aspect of all of this like if you're a team player you'll jump in as needed whenever and I'm like that's true a lot of the time but it's not true all the time like if I've got stuff going on or you have stuff going on that like really needs to get done you don't have time to work outside of that space for a couple weeks like that just needs to be out there and it can't be seen as selfish or negative it needs to be seen as like these are the priorities right now I will I will be able to help you in about a month when I've got a little bit more wiggle room on this and I think having that open and candid conversation is a practice that needs to maybe happen more because I've heard about this from other people that they they feel obligated to do things because they think they're going to be viewed negatively if they don't, but it's not part of their job description. Mm-hmm. And I think for those people... Being able to have an open conversation with whoever you report to or anything like that is a really important piece of this because I agree with saying no, but sometimes that's viewed in different ways depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. So having that open conversation around like, this is what I need to get my work done or to achieve the goals that are in front of me. So I just need to like take a step back from some other stuff for now. And I hope that's okay because
1: I think that'll help us all be successful. I think that's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The other thing, as you define those tasks, having that conversation with your manager, figuring out what needs to get done, knowing how to reprioritize, then also writing everything down. If you are feeling overwhelmed or like, what is it that I need to get done? The minute that you write it down, you see it all on a page and you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, these are all tasks that I can do. Not everything needs to be done today. Right. What does need to get done today? Then put those on today's to-do list and then everything else gets scheduled out. Right. Yeah.
0: And talk to the people who you need to talk to to figure out if you're confused about when those things need to get done. Like, don't be afraid to ask someone about like, how, where does this fall on the list? Like, yeah. you know, does it need to get done today or can I give it a week or when, when do you need this by? And so this is like definitely a two way street. I think like you can figure this out on your own, probably pretty easily when you write it all down, or you can go to someone and say like, okay, when, when like realistically do we need this like fully done by? Because if it's next month, <laughs> I'm going to throw it to the end of the list for a couple of weeks. Yes. <laughs> so being open about that, I think is important.
1: Um, I think another thing I have recently realized about myself is that if I'd, if someone doesn't give me a deadline, I'm literally never doing it, yeah. <laughs> just so you know. Like, I have thought back on things where I was like, man, whatever happened to that? Oh. <laughs> they never told me when they needed it by, so I just... Just it died. Well, now I ask,
0: like in, in every aspect of my life, like I, I like at work, at home. Oh, yeah. In like friend relationships, I'm like, what? What? Where are we working on here? Like, what's the time frame? So because you know we both are like go by the calendar religiously. So if it's on there, it's getting done by then. Yeah. If it's not on there, I can't tell you anything. No, so being the person that asks is just as important as the person that gives the deadline.
1: And if if I don't get a deadline, if someone's like, d- whenever, I'm like, not going to work. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to reply to you and say I'm going to get this done by the 14th. Yeah, which is good. That's so then self- it's like imposed. then I'm like, there's a d- it's written, so it's acknowledged by both of us. Yes. They're expecting it now on the 14th. So. Now, I know, I now it. know I have to deliver. So like, that was an important learning for me It's like, if someone's just like, yeah, whenever. Also people that don't give deadlines, oh, you stress me out. Cause you got them. We know you got them. <laughs> it's like, even if it's a month away, even if it's six months away, give me a day. Yeah. <laughs> and then tell me when you need a check-in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so important. Super important. I totally agree. Um, but yeah.
1: Then I think another thing to think about is, like, your space. I work from home, so I need to have a relatively, like, when I wake up in the morning, the dishes need to be done. Mm-hmm. So, like, as I'm making my coffee, I do the dishes Mm -hmm. because I can't have them. I can't be sitting at my desk in the other room and be like (laughs) knowing that they exist. (laughs) Right around the corner.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. So I don't work from home, but and I mean, my office is not always very super clean but it is the organization that i need to be successful um but i think it like it starts there right like you can be as organized as you want as far as your listing and like your calendar and like knowing what your priorities are but if the space around you it's very much like your home like if the space around you does is not conducive to working well then then everything kind of gets thrown up and you don't even realize it like you walk into your space that's a little cluttered and you might feel like a little a little heartbeat go Mm -hmm. faster You might feel a little anxiety, but you're thinking it's about something totally different. But it might be about your space. And it might be like setting... I know people that have... um a few people I know have diffusers set set up in their offices. And that is a working environment that works better for them. And so like, looking at your space and seeing how you actually feel in it, like, is it the clutter that exists there? Is it the fact that your lights are like bearing down on you all day? Can you get like a large lamp instead of like your overheads that make you feel a little bit better about your work? I know for me, I am in my office a lot. And I think if it's not if it's not the environment i need it to be to be super successful then like it's something you never thought of that was affecting your work in a negative way. So like the more i can pay attention to how i work best, not just in time structuring, but in the way that my office looks and feels, that is a huge part of this organization process mm-hmm. because it might it might be the the core definition of organization which is like files and paper piles that like make sense for you and like different ways of just setting up your
1: stuff um and that is super important because it could also be organized chaos but as long as you have a structure or some kind of system in place that works for you i remember um with my assistant we went through and did an inbox organization Mm -hmm. and i gave her i was like here's how i do it but i know that you don't work the same way that i do so because like my inbox is clear. Yeah. Unless it's like... Which is like, so scary to me. <laughs> I need everything out of there because I, some people say that this is inappropriate, but I kind of feel like the way that my inbox is structured is a little bit like my to-do list. Like, mm-hmm. I know that I have to respond to this by next week, and so I'll leave it in my inbox. Everything else gets filed, responded to, or, you know, handled yeah. in some capacity, Um because i i have a folder system set up that works for me right so when we went through and i was like how how is it that you work through your inbox in the first place and what is the problem like what's the issue that's happening and it was like i feel like i'm not like getting to things and it's like okay maybe there's ways for you to like star stuff or categorize things or create tabs so that things are labeled so you know where it lives yes Yeah. And can always fall back on it and know how to search for it. Right. But still within the confines of a full inbox. Right. And that's like, and I, when I've seen
0: your inbox at different times, it like stresses me out. Cause I'm like, but what if you need something? And I forget that you file. So like, I don't file and, but my inbox doesn't have any unread messages for a while. I was like zero for me. Like, met five because I couldn't find the five anywhere <laughs> that were unread. And it was like, it like stressed me out. And then I finally realized you can search unread messages because I'm still learning how to use the internet. Apparently. <laughs> 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 and so that helps. So like I can still see all of my emails, but I can see that none are unread. Yeah. So if there's something that's unread, it means I need to go back to it. I need to figure out if it needs to get responded to. I'm going to attack it the following week versus this week. So it's it's a different way of organizing it, but it's a way that works for me. So I think it seems like like mentally and like at your home, there's a certain way of doing things. In the office is like almost a totally different. Mm -hmm. type of space for probably a lot of reasons. But for that specifically, like, I can't, like, you know, do an unread message for, like, my prioritization square. And I can't do that for, like, my pantry. I can't, like, put a sign on it that says, still needs to get done. I mean, I could, but I won't. So it's, like, it takes... Shifting, And that's why I think right at the beginning of this episode, we talked about like, which one are you going to look at first? And which one kind of rises to the top for you? Mm -hmm. Like we said, for me right now, it's my home because I'm getting ready to move. But for other people, it might be like, they're having a real problem with productivity or prioritization at work. So like, that's a totally different type of mindset than it might be when you're trying to organize your home. So I think that's a huge learning curve that I'm just kind of, I think that you can drag and drop. To every part of your life and that's just not the way it goes and really learning in what environment you work best at home might not be the same way at work and and it kind of is scary because that's a lot to take on but that's why you do one at a time and see how you can like get closer and closer to mastering it and then move on to the next one it's so
1: true and the beautiful thing is that all of these things can be done it's just deciding what matters most to you and right. what is what is necessary to to kind of give structure to everything else. And so I think both of us have our goals. Yeah. And we have stuff that we're going to work on, so we're going to incorporate this into our updates as we as we move forward and we're going to yes. link to some resources. Yeah, for and you if guys.
0: You, if you guys have any, I think Again, this is such a personal thing for so many people that if there is anything that you use or have tools for or have suggestions about, I, we always want. We just heard from someone a couple days ago about a suggestion. We like we want that. So our email is available on our website. You can reach out to us via social media. Like we want to hear either suggestions for episodes that we've already done or next episodes or whatever. But especially around this topic that can get really deep really fast. If you've got got stuff that's working for you I mean I know I really probably need to hear it
1: <laughs> so. yes yeah, it would love some tips I would love some tips I would like some help with uh defining my own needs and wants and actually living by them Ooh, we'll work on your prioritization square mm-hmm. I'm so excited. goals goals
0: shall we break let's break Feeling like a queen yet? Find us on Instagram and Twitter at queen underscore speaking and tell us all about it. Find episode links and show notes at queenspeaking.com. See you next week.